The race for 5G is on, what Google Stadia's slow death means for game streaming, and some games that took far too long to get good. All this and more on the Geek Beacon broadcast. Welcome to Geek Beacon Broadcast, where we talk about nerdy stuff that tickles your neurotransmitters every fifth Wednesday. I'm your host, Nixie Pixel, and I'm joined by Conqueror. Hello. Seek a player. Hello. And the potato, uh, sorry, holler, the potato. Hello. <laughs> All right. So how's everybody doing today? This is like our inaugural episode. Nervous. I'm good. Inaugural. Is that the first? Does that mean like the first ever episode? Because we yeah. did, I did do an episode you know, years ago that you guys could check out if you wanted to know my disappearing act and going to China and whatnot. These guys will tell you that I'm like not the most prolific anime watcher. Uh, but Avatar, the last airbender, like the original series. Huh? What? It's not anime, I'm pretty sure. What? I don't think it's labeled as anime. Because it's, but it was made by a Japanese company, wasn't it? Anyway, it's my favorite ever series, and I'm not sure if you guys throw dice or if you've ever played D&D, but they're getting a tabletop series, which is super exciting. Um, yeah, so people have been asking for a video game over and over again, but they're like, we're going to do one better, well, depending on who you are. Have you guys played D&D? I've never. No. Nope. Yeah, so basically, like, they have a whole... Uh, done basically book that they're working on so like they have a dungeoneer handbook and stuff like that and it's super nerdy and um is that video playable or is that just like shows you the beginning of the of the like original i also really didn't like it this looks like sequel. a comparison yeah hmm. i did not like the sequel to the last also year. not an anime just looked it up it is considered a cartoon what's the difference is if it comes from japan or not honestly me being like an avid quote-unquote anime watcher as she <laughs> has termed it um like there's really no difference anime means animation but people seem to fight about cartoons versus anime but whatever yeah it's Not coming only... out of netflix which is so many well, original netflix properties now since the the virus that shall not be named for fear of like, I don't know, weird censorship across the platforms for which we are on all the platforms, by the way. And um, if you're hearing this from uh, like just an audio form, we actually have a video form. If you want to see our ugly mugs, <laughs> you can yeah. find that on YouTube and Ge Google geek beacon broadcast. Cause we're not exactly sure where that's going to show up yet. Um, but yeah, so professionals. Uh, Oh, professionals. Yeah, so for some like D&D related humor, uh, one company to botch their role and roll a one would be Google Stadia and their Stadia project. Um, I was always on the fence about this one, but apparently they are meeting their untimely demise, which I think we all knew was in the cards. Did you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I, I saw the announcement and basically um, uh, Phil Harrison, um, he basically said that they were going to try to focus more on bringing in develop or, uh, game studios to work on the um, actual technical side of Stadia. And that's what they're focused on. So they were pretty much just going to close down their game studio. So I believe around 150 employees 
um, are now looking yep. for work. So, well, not looking for work. It said that they moved some to oh. other parts of Google and some left. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, that's what exactly what I would say if I was like doing layoffs. Yeah. They didn't. They're not really gone. We've moved them. <laughs> Winky, I'm winking. I guess. <laughs> but basically, they're going to take their like equipment, their Stadia hardware, whatever you want to call it, and like just outsource it basically to third parties and i guess hope that they create stadia exclusives which they're not gonna do let's be real like if you're a developer you don't want to make exclusives you want to be have it be as many platforms as you can yeah unless I, I think there's a, like a partnership of course yeah i think a lot of developers get kind of like cornered into doing exclusives though for the sheer virtue of like money 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 especially indie developers because they gotta yeah. get that exposure because they're you know making a name for themselves that's kind of like but i'm trying to think of like the whole streaming service as a whole because i'm trying to mm -hmm. remember the f initial i used to go to conferences nonstop and one of the biggest names that I can't think of right now. It's not it Gamefly did a streaming service, That's but it was, was something thinking. else. Yeah. I think as a whole though, streaming services are gonna be very hard pressed to get anything up and going until the internet in the nation gets better. Gaming very wise true. for sure. Yeah. I, I've always said like it, when I'm Stadia was first announced that it was gonna be like stream your games and no download needed. My first thought is like it's not really viable right now until like it becomes normal to have fiber in like everybody's household. It's not really viable because by yeah. that time we'll have something better than fiber, I'm sure. Even yeah. even just the like, I think it is. I think there is a chance though because people are less and less interested in making their customs like gaming PCs as I've also struggled with my own, but I I've noticed there's like that line that's blurring between the console and PC wars where it's like a lot of the PS five specs are very, like I've talked to people and they've said, I don't want to pick up, like I don't want to have a PC because the PS five is just going to be as good and it's going to cost me less money. You know what I mean? So I think that, I think that there's a market in general for like this new technology but like i remember now the company is called on live they came oh, out 10 right. years ago yeah. oh wow that, that's and they were like yeah and it sucks so much for them in a way because they had the right product idea but it was such the wrong time. too early way yeah. too yeah. early for that they had, yeah they were reminds me of, of like the virtual boy when they tried vr in the 90s Nintendo. Oh yeah. yeah, or like, and and every consecutive year, I went to or the, the power consumer. Glove. Yeah, power glove, and then um, also like all the th the, oh, what are they like three D or VR or AR headsets that you can watch your on your television? Like mm -hmm. they always said, oh, it's the year of three D TV, and it's like yeah. nobody's yeah. putting wow. on a headset to watch television. Like they just no. don't care. You know, I mean, the whole point cool of television for... is to sit down and be lazy. You don't want to have to sit down and have to do stuff to be lazy. It's a huge marketing gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it it yeah. really was. Yeah. Oh, definitely for 3D. I mean, we had a Samsung 3D TV. It was cool for like one movie. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I got to keep putting on glasses just to wear, a you know, watch a movie. And then it just kind of got old. So. 
But the thing, yeah. you know, the thing with cloud gaming, I think there's definitely a future for it. And I love the mm-hmm. idea of Stadia. I just think they went about it the wrong way. Because I think what happened is when they announced, hey, we're going to be doing cloud gaming, everyone got really excited because they thought, oh my God, they're going to be the Netflix of gaming. You're going to pay like $9.99, $15.99, whatever. And you're going to be able to play all the games you've ever your heart's desired and then they're like oh yeah. no, no no that's not how it works so you gotta buy the game first then you can play it on our they have to fix that they have they to because uh think of all the the subscription-based models that you go for now for gaming like i know seek i know you do game pass yeah game pass on i think i did Gamefly back in the day is Gamefly even around still <laughs> yes console subscriptions there's also the battle pass is a big thing that's in games these days that yep. costs like ten dollars twenty dollars here and there and then not to mention like the individual game has subscriptions that we'll get into when we talk about games that have gotten good <coughs> fallout <clears throat> um but yeah like it's crazy to think that you and the games aren't cheap dude like the the stadia games are expensive yeah like they're price. not even discounted yeah. yeah that's one thing that like we need like the gaming industry needs to work on is like stop having just because it's digital doesn't mean you can pay or you like require full price anymore we need to start like discounting along with like the physical games because you look at some games that are like seven years old and you look on steam and it's still full price when it was released like why Rust is a bad one for that or like anything on console stores are always full price they never go down unless it's a sale or discount I remember I would, would, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, Uh, what I was going to say is I think that's where Xbox kind of went in the right direction. So here's what Xbox did. They were like, okay, guys, you're going to pay us either $4.99 a month, and that will give you access to this unlimited library of games that we, you know, have on our program for 5 bucks a month, or I think it's 10 now. Um, You can install the software, download the games, and play, which is great. Then they have the Xbox Pass Unlimited. So that says, okay, now if you own a console, a PC, no matter what, even... Uh, a mobile phone now you'll get to download all those games on that devices but if you want a mobile device you can now use xcloud which is basically like stadia it's one click of launching the game but all you're playing is those xbox games and you're not buying the games you get to play the entire library and that's why we've all had so much fun as of late playing different games because it's like hey guys let's play uh like uh what was that one game uh the astromere or whatever it was yeah. like go download it try it out oh i don't like it then you uninstall it but i didn't yeah, pay yeah. like 50 bucks for it you know? right i think that's where it like shines the most yeah like those subscriptions for gaming services they shine the people the most that are because... commitment phobes <laughs> or people like me that can beat a game in like one or two sittings it's like do i really want to pay 60 dollars for a, like one small experience not really I wonder but, if people like abuse the Steam's generous return policy. Oh, I'm sure if people they do. like try because that was the alternative to what Seek was talking about. We used to go, "Hey, let's play Sea of Thieves," and so we initially got Sea of Thieves on Steam, and then we realized like it was on Game Pass, so we <laughs> went that route. But like theoretically, we on Steam you can play the game for what two hours up to two As hours, long, yeah. up to two yeah. hours. Yeah. And some games we played that were just absolute trash. I'm trying to remember. Oh, like that one that was Raft. trying to be Friday the 13th. You liked no. Raft. I do like yeah. Raft. Yeah. It's hard to I get I don't remember into what them. it was. That yeah. giant rat monster. 
Yeah, living, oh, oh, oh. alive, something alive. Inside? No, it's not inside. <laughs> it was know. one where you, when you died, you play as a little mouse and you go squeak, squeak. Yeah, and, and in silence. Yeah. In silence. In silence. Yeah. 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 yeah, we didn't just come up with a moment of clarity. That was our producer, Bermain, in the background. Thank you. Uh, our, our our Jamie if, for to do a throwback to Rogan podcast because, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I'm, I actually, to your point, Conqueror, about like making the digital copies be similar to like the physical copies as far as price. Because I remember uh, going to Best Buy and I would always go to the PC section, which over the years got so small. Like it was like you yeah. had tons of games, tons of selection. It was like a third of the media section of the store. And PC then is I like remember all digital now. Yeah, yeah it's like That's all digital. It even had you even like go in there and you can get like little slips of paper but back in the day the bigger the box the like you know the more like so the encyclopedias for instance would be huge boxes and and it would just try to like tape up take up as much store real estate and i know like i would go there and i'd be like oh man i really want to buy my favorite game grim fandango for 60 bucks (laughs) and i did but i if i had waited just like three months like clockwork goes down like 25 percent, and in a year it's like almost 50 percent reduced so it's just kind of like maybe that's what the developers are like yay we don't have to do that crap anymore you know yeah probably yeah, that, that's very true. And I don't know. I just think in, I mean, look how much tech has like changed in just one year or two oh, yeah. even. So imagine what we're going to see in like another two to five years. You I know, just for... looked this up. Black Ops 1 is still $40 on Steam. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. What Same. is it like just off the, the, street, the street value? <laughs> that doesn't include any DLCs. Nope. Yep. Wow. So check out Modern Warfare 3, $39.99 right now. Modern Warfare 3, what, 2011, I want to say, I think. That's what I mean. Black Ops was not far behind. Yeah. So. Maybe they have out. Al- maybe it's like all al- algorithmic now. Like they know that the Rust players will pay that because they have the data. Yeah. So there's literally no reason that they would ever discount well, it. Black Ops just... came out in 2010 and they even stopped the servers for it. Mm. And yet they're still charging. So how for the single player? So is it it's like only single player or local yeah. LAN? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. No, I, I did download it yesterday when you said you uh, mm-hmm. downloaded. I actually did download it, and um, there was a twenty-four-seven nuke town, forty thirty-nine ninety-nine right there. Or you could pay a thousand for the whole franchise. Oh, yeah. that's oh look at that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Does that That's include the remaster dreaminess. of MW2? Oh, no, it's Blizzard. That's right. Yeah, then they split yeah. off, or Blizzard, or Activision, or join up with Blizzard. So now, yeah. if you want to play the new games, you can't buy your games on Steam anymore. Now you got to go right to Blizzard to buy your game, which is crazy. So game developers are doing that now, They're where they're like, oh, well, we don't want to actually pay anyone, so we're just going to sell it on our platform, and then we'll keep all the profits so we don't have to pay a middle person. Yeah, which then you have to sacrifice the, you know, exposure and discoverability. So you if you don't if you're not riding on like a huge fan base like Call of Duty or the Battlefield series, this and that, you know, then you just have to like hope upon hope that people are going to find your product. Like maybe Stardew, right, which was made by one single guy. I'm not sure if that's the same uh, to like now. Maybe he could release his 
um, you know, his Stardew 2, like on his own website, that might have enough fan base. But I think that these developers that are just starting out, like they really have to choose a platform, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But um, yeah, to Holler's point about like the technology is getting better and better. The internet is theoretically getting better and better theoretically um, yeah like <laughs> speaking of giant corporations and monoliths like google at&t just forced a hundred year lease to get 5g action uh, in our country we always keep hearing about 5g but it's like i don't know i just like we have phones that are 5g enabled i don't know if you guys have one in your pockets right now but no. um yeah so like a hundred year lease so rather than selling them uh the towers Basically, the, this company, rather than selling them t- the towers, they did a hundred year lease, which is genius. And something that is totally like predictable for ISPs is because like they want to lock you in and they're like the kings yeah. of like locking you in ad infinitum. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't know, like a ninety three million dollar lease. How do they even calculate that? Right. Like. Well, by our estimation, if you want to dominate the 5G network across in the in the U.S., like we're going to charge you like almost a trillion dollars. Well, I do know since yeah. I have AT&T myself, they are actually charging extra for you to um, go to be on the 5G what? towers. Are you serious? It's including your, you know, and that's the... how they get their money back. Wow, <laughs> isn't it crazy how much phones? bills even the phone devices like we that's a whole nother conversation but like even the bills alone have skyrocketed yeah like it's crazy luckily the phones are starting to come back down you Uh, see more and more people go back down to mid-tier software i don't know man this didn't come back down this was really that's (laughs) your problem right it boggles my mind that this was like a lot you know what i mean like a phone used to be what, like three, four hundred bucks at max, and now That's they're out. This is like close to what a little tablet caught, like a okay. you know an iPad or. Let's whatever. take the Note oh, Nine for example. Okay. Versus the Note Ten. The Note Nine has better specs than the Note Ten. Also, it's the same way with um, Google's phone as well. The specs are actually getting worse, but the specs are so good that no one's be, no one's able to tell one versus the other model anymore. <laughs> So right. they're starting to bring it back down to lower the price. That's what that, I kind of think with like 5G. Like, is there really going to be a difference? Uh, 5G, you can notice a difference. In my experience, yes, because the same place that I got my now banned Huawei phone in Taiwan, I could run. I was that was when I first discovered PUBG Mobile, and it would load in like basically it's almost like fiber, the same level. Like I think it was 200 megabyte. Uh, 200 up and 200 down or something like that. It was blazingly fast. Like I updated everything with no issues on 5G and it cost Mm -hmm. like pretty much no money at all. Like I think it was $10 for the month or something like that. It was just, yeah. Um, So it's, it's kind of weird how we, we aren't leading in the United States. We aren't leading at all as far as like pricing for our internet, as far as technology for our internet. I think it's like a misnomer. People always like, oh, we're in the United States. We have the best technology and like the most. We're far behind. No, we have the most access to technology. Yes. But as for the cost. 
Because wasn't it like years, like even like five, six years ago, the UK had like gigabit internet before it was even a thought on uh, like our minds about it. Because I remember reading a story. I mean, this was like years ago. And it says, oh, you can, they're getting like two gigabytes per second download speeds in the little town in the UK. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy speed. I can't imagine that kind of speed. And now. The The farm I grew up on um two years ago just got off dial up yeah and that's the thing that like when i first started in the tech sector they explained to me how like some people still only use internet on the weekends and i was just like what you know how do you Um, live in this world without internet these days yeah i don't know. know So well, I, you can't go outside now. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You just get the Here, uh, here's an interesting Starlink thing. and just shove it out the window. Oh. Uh, I, I sent something to Bermaine to maybe pull up because it talks about... It's funny that it actually lists Taiwan as number one in the world. Yep. Um, but that's really, really interesting. We are so, so far down the line there but taiwan you basically blinked and everything was fast yeah if you if you scroll down a little bit it it does the like top uh 15 so Mm -hmm. for those who aren't watching us um it goes like taiwan singapore jersey sweden denmark japan um japan is higher to be honest look some you're surprised what japan isn't higher i'm surprised japan has too much capital um people per um whatever you want to land mashing it so it's actually harder for them they can sleep on the electric lines it'll be fine they also don't have to (laughs) innovate as much um like when i visited japan they had uh basically their comcast uh which is like softbank and they basically just upgraded per the pace of whatever they felt like in a similar way to comcast yemen is the very last one we are better than canada Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Yeah, those are all like little islands. I'd be interested to know if all of them are on dial-up or if they just straight up don't have any internet. Satellite. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Oh God, satellite. Yeah. Well, you can't really say satellite anymore because of Starlink. Starlink has a 500 megabyte upload and download. Uh, The the good satellite or the bad satellite. (laughs) Exactly. And and they are trying to push the gigabit, right? Speed at some point. So I think Elon Musk will pull that off. I I just, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Could you imagine? And I hope they put the tech inside of these phones so we don't have to pay companies like, you know, AT&T, Verizon. Imagine having a cell phone where you pay like a certain amount of money. And you get your data right from a satellite that's always connected to your phone. So no matter where you are in the world, you'll always have internet. Right until you go indoors. You continue using the same provider you're already paying for your cell phone for right at home. So that way you're paying one company for your mobile and your cell phone and you're getting a good value for it. I think Starlink awesome. hires seek a player. Link in the description. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think that since we're talking about massive improvements, theoretically, fingers crossed, with different technologies, should we talk about games that were basically terrible at the beginning and now have gotten exponentially better? Uh, sure. Uh, big Fallout fans may not be too interested in the newest 
addition to the series, Fallout 76, because it was, to to put it nicely, utter garbage at <laughs> release. Um, Nixie and her best friend buddy guy that was on the last episode, they borderline tied me up and forced me <laughs> to get the game. To Because uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Fallout in general, but they made me get it to play the beta with them and the only way to get the beta was to pre-order because you know game companies love to tie you into that stuff um and i honestly never played it f like when it released because the beta was just so bad i knew it wasn't gonna go well but in all honesty you look at it now and they've improved so much to where it's actually like a really enjoyable game it i mean it's still bethesda so they still got the the bugs and an occasional crash here and there but they have improved quite a lot if you haven't played it in the past like year year and a half if you haven't played it since launch you're you should definitely revisit it because they've added npcs which was a big complaint you know there was it wasn't fallout because there were no npcs to make choices with only robots and now they have like i know the stash limit was very very small when it first released and now it's I think they've upped it twice, two, two or three times since release. Which They're listening like, to the feedback, I think, yeah. is just like the general. It's another yeah. really interesting turn in technology where developers actually listen to the feedback. Because I also remember mm-hmm. in around the same time when I picked up like the games physically in Best Buy, like they they just released the game. There was no day zero, day one patch. There was yeah. no like seasons, which is another thing that um, old Zelda Ocarina of Time love yeah. it for all of its glitches. Yeah, so like it's it's pretty promising to think that like that's something that's happening. You know, yeah. Um, There's a lot yeah. of games that don't even make it to a point where they can get a second chance. So, like the fact that this and another one that we recently have explored no man's sky it was a bust upon release as well but that now was it's a huge bust yeah. i've never remember... seen something get downvoted or disgraced yeah. so much even even with a cyberpunk disaster that has touched nothing on no man's sky what yeah. was what were they freaking about freaking out about no man's sky for because it i had, i only like, played no, it it had none of the promise features basically when they first uh, released it and they... all the worlds looked the same. Yeah, it was it was completely different than it is now. Like it was to the point where I remember the video game awards that year when it released. The development team, Hello Games, I think it is, they literally left to go eat during the ceremony, and they won an award and didn't know it because they left. Oh wow! Is yeah, because that... they didn't expect to get anything because they knew their game just had a didn't lot of backlash. And their their reasoning behind the failed launch not to out them but they i read that they just said um it was a niche genre and they didn't think it would get as popular as it did which doesn't excuse the fact that they promised features and didn't deliver on them but the kind i i just got some trauma about like how that basically sums up me and all of the last seven years of me doing like nothing but Linux videos where it's just like, I was like, it's a niche genre. I want to talk about something else. I didn't expect it to be as popular as it was. (laughs) Please let me out of Linux. Please like this podcast. Please vote up and down and and make sure to subscribe to this podcast. 
wherever you're, uh, where you, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Lexi's more than just Linux. I promise. <laughs> Please She's love on this podcast a little other bit. ways. Yeah. Along with seek and holler. Holly likes potatoes, as you can see. <laughs> oh my Seek. god! Best Seek. birthday present ever, maybe. I don't know. Potato. Seek's a good coder. He surpassed me. I remember teaching you JavaScript, and now you can like. Did he always like, surpass you? you? Can... No, I was teaching him basics. Yeah. Like way back when you first started streaming. Uh, I'm Twitch. still learning. No, I still have much to learn. You know, like uh, how to way past me with JavaScript for sure. And I have a degree. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I, I know I had to print Hello World. Does that count? Hey, that's how you get started. On C Sharp. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, C-sharp's it's not fun. like Ruby or something. I, start, I started on C Sharp. So. I've never coded on Ruby. Oh, that's definitely another conversation, though, because there's so many different languages we could go yeah, through. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's for the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what we were getting at is if you haven't tried Fallout 76 or No Man's Sky recently, you definitely should because it's, it's a lot different and they're probably really cheap. Well, not. I don't know. Does Home Sky, um, Home Sky have a Cyberpunk, for instance, is thirty-two bucks right now because they're really? like, "Please buy our game." Yeah, wait, it really they, is. Hey, I've I, never I, seen a game in the history of games that just discounts it like yeah, a couple months from release. Yeah. No Man's Sky did that. Yeah, Probably. they did. Could, yeah, so here, they knew it bombed, so they're like, "We got to do something." So here's the thing: right now with Xbox Game Pass, you can get No Man's Sky and Fallout seventy six included in your subscription so exactly. there you go see that's wow. another benefit not sponsored right there. by xbox no we're not but i'm thinking <laughs> that but that is a benefit of why i love the subscription type services like xbox yeah. or anybody offers is because mm-hmm. now you can try those games out again and if they suck still you didn't pay 60 bucks for it yeah you know which I mean? they don't yeah just saying <laughs> which is what you're trying to say um well that's also really interesting to see what type of people will give a game another chance right because i tried to get my buddy zaku to play sea of thieves i also need enough time to play sea of thieves it's neither here nor there but um basically sea of thieves was like a a buccaneering like pirate type um game where you uh captain a pirate ship with all your buddies and you can and apparently it was horrible at the beginning Oh, oh it was so bad and so now you have to have this weird conversation with all of your gamer friends like no it's good now like it's okay it'll be fine fallout yeah i play fallout daily yeah and i think that it also like what type of person are you right like are you the type of person that likes to log in for all the daily challenges or do you don't care at all because I don't care about achievement. I'm not to an, an achievement extent, To an extent. I mean, it depends on the game. If I yeah. really like the game, I will definitely aim for 100% just to get the most out of it because I want to experience the whole game because I like it. Near Autonoma, for example. I spent so much time 100%ing that, but it was worth it. I wish I could like get Amnesia and forget the whole story and replay it. It's such a good game. Damn. <laughs> Wishing Amnesia upon yourself <laughs> so you can play a game yeah. is pretty dedicated. Yeah. I'm in the midst of completing every single quest in cyberpunk before the end yeah like accident what if you accidentally like hit main story and you don't even realize it and then like oh it actually tells you the journeys yeah okay yeah i haven't even gotten that far it's pretty common these days in games they'll let you know before it's like you can't turn back yeah yeah, like I don't know. I feel I feel really bad for the developers of Cyberpunk because I think we all watched that the CEO 
kind of give his apology statement where it was like, please don't bash the developers, uh, the developers of our game. It was our decision, right? Yeah. To release I give the him game props for that. Can you imagine like working and crunching and sleeping at night, like in the in the studio to get the game done? And then like the the higher ups and the marketing people and you're telling them like it's not done yet. It's like the technical yeah. versus marketing people. You're like, it's yeah. not done yet. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter. We need to get it out before Christmas. It's like yeah. it's going to bomb. And it's like the biggest I told you so, you know? Yeah. I think this is the first game that ever got taken off of console marketplace. I've never heard of it. I've one. never heard of it either. Yeah. 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 Like that's and it's a powerful ouch. statement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's a powerful statement also for Sony like for Sony. I think, honestly, like I'm hoping that it will kind of change the industry standard of releasing games that are they know are broken. I like because that just sucks like especially if you pre-order and you're looking forward to the game and then it comes out and day one you're like oh yes I can finally play my favorite game and then bam you find a a crash that corrupts your whole save that you just spent 10 hours on or something like that how are you reading my mind for what happened to me the last time I played cyberpunk and they (laughs) own it too it's like save corrupted I'm just like that's the worst feeling that's what they call Mm -hmm. a category a bug so yeah. like a bugs are like the most severe if they actually affect the your saves and the and like your progress mm-hmm. in the game and then you have your other like category B bugs. So like for Cyberpunk A was like the corrupted saves and mm-hmm. A was also like the fact that they did this brain dance this isn't giving anything away but they basically did the there's a part of the game where it does strobe effects doesn't need to be in there you don't need to cause anybody ha- to have seizures um and so they like revise that really quickly but yeah Yeah. speaking of which what other games are you guys playing here lately anything else you guys are into recently aside from cyberpunk it's like (laughs) holler chronically playing rust forever and finally got us into giving it a shot he jumps between rust no man's sky and cyberpunk that's about 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 rust is what i want to know aspect I hate that. So, so that's yeah. why you were like super not sa- like low key not satisfied when we rolled our own server. Thanks, Linode. exactly. I love the PvP <laughs> and I love the grinding. Yeah. yeah. Also, Gunfire Reborn is a game that that's been fun. Yeah. yeah yes, it has been fun. We've all played that and all yeah. enjoyed it. And that's an indie game, so that's a good yeah like insight on how indie developers can actually like grow and prosper. I yeah, still I'm... need somebody to explain to me what Gunfire Seek. Are you up for the you task play? to explain what Gun? I've played it, but I still don't understand it, and I hate the fact that I have to start over every. It's a, time. it's, it's a roguelike, so it's permadeath, but the whole concept of it is you proceed further, you get further and further and further each time, yeah, and each like over time you unlock new features, new weapons, sometimes new skin. Think of like Binding of Isaac, how. Pretty much the whole concept is learning the enemy's movements and learning their patterns so you can be better at dodging. It's the same concept with this. You have to play it over and over and over to get used to the enemy AI and figure out how to avoid damage. Yeah. Also, as you go further and further along, it gets easier because you're able to level up your character, which does stay with you. Yes. That part is good. Yeah. But doesn't the gameplay get boring for you guys because of that? No, it's not, not varied enough, is it? Like, it took me forever to be able to unlock a sword. I mean, yeah. So, the there... final boss is no joke either. 
No. You went to the final boss? Yeah, Holler has to. Yeah. Ooh. I, it, it beat me so fast. <laughs> yep. I just played the first, like, the fact that I I was so excited because we get to play through the first phase, and then we finally beat the boss. And I was like, well, cool, because now when we die, we'll go back to the, like, nope. second level. And it's like, no, we start from the beginning. And but the I'm thing is, like, once you beat the first boss, you unlock new stuff that'll help you fight him, defeat him easier the next time. I, I think I kinda, it's a personality type. Go ahead, Seek. You, but no, you, no, no. I, I like kind of agree with you because it reminds me of battle royales. You know, where you wait like a ton of time, you get in I there, and then ten though. seconds later you die, and then you have to start all over again. So yeah. I get that, um, that that part. It's like, oh, great, I got to start over. It's kind of like remember back in the day when you play a video game, and you kept dying, and you had to keep starting back over at the level, <laughs> and you couldn't, you can't make it past that one. The Lion boss. King on Sega. Maybe it's that. Notorious Maybe it's just harkening back. Yeah, it's that yeah. subconscious like it's the yeah. grind. Like, oh my god. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta like grinding, definitely. I yeah. do not I do not like I, I don't know if you guys remember, but like a couple years ago I tried to get everybody to play WoW and I literally was just falling asleep. Because it was just like <laughs> I was like, Oh, this mm. is so beautiful and then wait, we have to kill the same thing over and over again. I tried. I tried I definitely so I definitely have the grinder mentality. I've I've beat Borderlands to all of them countless times. Like I can't even, I can't even recall how many times I beat them anymore. And it was to the point where I was replaying Borderlands two and like challenging myself to go through and like not continue the story until I uh, get the legendary drop from every boss. And yeah, that, that's see, just that's just ridiculous. But I don't it was think, fun for me. I think that like you and Holler have similar mindsets. I feel like Seek and I are the types that are like subscription services are made for us we're going yeah. to yeah. like play a game and if we don't like it immediately i cannot tell you the last time i finished a game yeah portal i, I, shrug, portal, I finished medium <laughs> yeah. the day after release so yeah you did? that's true yeah i've already beat medium yeah, and they actually like if you we if you head over to our Discord, feel free to search for Geek Beacon Discord. We actually yep. stream constantly. If we're not doing it on Twitch, we're doing it on our Discord. Yep. Um, I think that's about concludes our semi inaugural episode of Geek Beacon Broadcast. Okay. Um, everybody should check out Genshin Impact. Just saying, it's free. There's no reason <laughs> not to. Great game. Totally not a Legend of Zelda ripoff for nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm surprised you're even. We are here not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, we're not, not sponsored not, at all. Not sponsored by Mihilio, but that'd be cool. Just saying. I'm surprised that Conqueror is even here because that was uh, Genshin <laughs> has a very like they had an update today. I think it is. Oh yeah, it's not. They didn't start all the events just yet, so yeah. I've already did pretty much everything that I can do right now. Okay, so yeah, that about wraps it up for this semi-inaugural episode of the Geek Beacon Broadcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'd love for you to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we will talk nerdy to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.